Welcome back to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, part of the Fired Up Podcast Network. Of course, it's still me, Dan Soden, behind the mic, and this week we've got a jam-packed show for episode 13. We got WrestleMania, CM Punk Returns, Brock Lesnar with a ponytail. We got a whole lot to dive into, but first, we got some news to get to. And of course, I curate the news portion of this show with help of my favorite wrestling website, thedailysmark.com. This place is my one-stop shop for all wrestling news. They take all the wrestling news across the internet and put it into one easy uh, access location. Not only do they have a great website, but they have a killer app too, where you can check news, videos, podcasts, and even upcoming wrestling events. Make sure to download the app and follow them on Twitter, at the Daily Smart. Speaking of Twitter, why not go ahead and follow the podcast at 3SecTan and the podcast network, Fired Up Podcast, if you haven't done so already. So as far as the news goes this week, it was a pretty light week for uh, Outside of the Ring Talk. Uh, as of this recording, Adam Cole has allegedly one day left on his WWE deal, and no word if he will stay or go. Uh, and Pete Dunne has been uh, reportedly offered a new deal, no word yet on if he has signed or not. Uh, Giannis um, was given a replica AEW title following Dynamite in Milwaukee last night. Um, AEW president Tony Khan introduced the Milwaukee Bucks star to the crowd, awarding him uh, with a replica title belt. Uh, afterwards, he sat in the crowd and watched the Rampage taping. Um, congrats to AEW wrestler Matt Lee and his wife on the birth of their child this past week. Uh, and... Uh, and the last little uh, piece of news that we have here is the original Sin Cara will be undergoing a name change. Well, sort of. Uh, the former WWE superstar, who was once known as Mystico, will be adopting the name again uh, now that Mystico 2 will be uh, taking on a different moniker. Um, yep, so it was like I said, it was a pretty light week in news outside of the ring. Uh, when we return, we'll dive right into Rampage and Dynamite, followed by a jam-packed week of uh, WWE TV. Alright, we're going to kick things off with Rampage. Uh, no Jericho in the booth. JR replaces him. Uh, probably it was a great idea for this show to have JR there instead of Jericho screaming over everybody. Uh, as soon as the cameras start rolling, the crowd is just in the moment and wants what they came for. Uh, CM Punk's name is being chanted throughout as they do the rundown for the show. And as soon as Cult of Personality hits, it's a wrap. Um, it, I want to say it was the, it was the most perfect moment that it could have been. Everything that happened, everything that was said and how it was said, it felt like he hasn't been out of wrestling for seven years. It felt like, well, and then it did feel like he's been out of wrestling for seven years, um, the fans were ready for it. Obviously, they've been asking for it. It was, it was just, you know, it was great. Um, the rest of the show felt lackluster in hindsight, but they needed to get this out of the way because the crowd would have just hijacked the show. Um, we get a Christian promo that follows with for Jurassic Express. Um, Probably in the best interest to have Christian talk for them after, especially after Punk knocked it out of the park. Um, 
We get uh, Jurassic Express first private party in this tournament to see who the number one contender for the tag team titles are. Um, the Young Bucks come out to sit ringside. Um, it was an all right match. I, I've really soured on private party personally. Um, the whole Hardy clan I have. Um, I like the uh, launching of Marco Stun off the apron. I like the um, shooting star press to the outside onto Luchasaurus. Outside of that, there weren't too many highlights. Jungle Boy picks up the win. Um, we then get a Kenny Omega promo on Christian Cage. Not much there. Uh, Jade versus Akira Hogan. This was just a glorified squash match. Um, I'm not sure. It just felt like, because of Punk, time was cut a little bit. Um, but... I'm not sure if it was meant to be a squash match. Uh, I look forward to seeing what Kira Hogan does have to offer in other matches coming up. Um, this one just wasn't her time to shine. Uh, we get Moxley with Kingston versus Daniel Garcia with 2.0. This was everything you wanted in the match. It was hard hitting. Um, Garcia got a lot of offense in. Um, 2.0, um, I mean, Moxley won. 2.0 came in, attacked after the match. Kingston tried to make the save. It was numbers game and then of course we saw Darby and Sting come out for the save um, it felt like the end was being a little rushed once again they gave CM Punk all the time he deserved and it was well worth it this episode of Rampage was about him not anyone else I hope that down the line we do get to see a Daniel Garcia John Moxley match again I think it does have a lot of potential uh, rolling into Dynamite, uh, things open up with Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. Uh, this was a really good opener. Uh, Orange Cassidy picked up the win. I like the he swanton with his hands in the pockets. Uh, Matt Hardy was busted open um, about with two minutes like left in the match. Um, he was he was he was gushing. Uh, I like that they've kind of been doing a feud with Matt Hardy, Orange Cassidy, but not really doing a feud with Matt Hardy in Orange Cassidy, it's been, I don't know, it's been weird, but I, I have enjoyed it, uh, Malachi Black, uh, promo on Brock Anderson, good luck to that man, he's gonna need all the help in the world, uh, we get a Jericho promo, he's in the ring, he challenges MJF for one final match, if he loses to MJF, he retires, it, I'm not sure if the moment just wasn't right for this promo, but it felt off to me. MJF came out. Uh, he had a little Ode to Jericho t-shirt on uh, from Jericho's uh, feud with Goldberg. Uh, MJF eventually agrees, and it'll be at the pay-per-view. Uh, we get a Varsity Blondes promo on the Lucha Bros. Uh, these guys these guys try. I'm not sold on Brian Pillman Jr. Um, the team itself just seems very... Um, I don't know. It's lackluster, to say the least. Uh, Lucha Bros versus uh, Varsity Blondes follows. Uh, the uh, Pretty much the full elite squad comes out and sing, sits uh, ringside. Lucha Bros pick up the win um, in a very... You knew they were going to pick up the win kind of match. Um, Jurassic Express comes in, and they do the stare down. Uh, they'll face each other at Rampage to see who the number one contender is. Eventually, the Bucks come in. They push um, Jurassic Express into the Lucha Bros to try and get them riled up. It doesn't work. We get um, Pentagon and Luchasaurus to um, pump kick the Lucha Bro uh, the Elite the young bucks into the elite and then we get dives from jungle boy and phoenix it was a fine segment uh we get jamie hater versus red velvet 
I mean, don't go back and watch this if you haven't seen it because it was just sloppy. Um, Hater gets the win. Chris Statliner makes a save for Red Velvet, who is no longer heel now that they are out of Pittsburgh. Um, it's going to be Chris and, um, and Britt at the pay-per-view, so they're gearing up. I would imagine we get a tag team match um, before then. Uh, we get a Dark Order promo where Uno and Alex are kind of fighting over things that have transpired. Uno hits Alex with, uh, why don't you go back behind John in his shadow where you belong? I thought that was a nice line because the internet is definitely feeling it. Um, overall, it's fine. I guess they have to give these guys something if they're not going to give them matches. And we get uh, CM Punk's Dynamite debut. Obviously, this wasn't the same um, feeling and atmosphere from Rampage, but still, overall, him and Tony being in the ring at the same time, given their journeys with pro wrestling, it was really nice to see. Um, they followed up that Punk promo um, with a Miro promo that I thought was really nice, really fun. I, I really like Miro's promos. I just wish he was wrestling a little more. He challenges Eddie Kingston to a match. We'll figure out what happens when it happens, I guess. My guess is going to be it's at the New York um, Arthur Ashe show. Uh, we get Darby, Moxley, and Kingston versus the Wingmen in a trios match. Uh, Moxley and Gang pick up the win. Um, J.D. Drake looked like Amish Roadkill out there. Not much to say about the rest of the crew. Uh, Daniel Garcia uh, runs in for the attack on Darby. Um, he gets run off before Eddie and uh, Sting can make the save. Um, I'm assuming maybe they're going to run with a Daniel Garcia-Darby-Allen feud following his match, Darby's match with CM Punk at the pay-per-view. Uh, we get a Tay Conti and um, Bunny promo in the back. It ends with a brawl. They're gassing up the uh, Battle Royal before the pay-per-view. Uh, Kenny Omega promo on Christian. Christian comes out. They attack Cage. Uh, Kazar Kazarian, the uh, the elite hunter, makes the save with a lead pipe, and I don't think he touched a single soul, because why would he? Uh, Moxley cuts a promo about his uh, opponent for the pay-per-view. It's going to be uh, Kojima from New Japan. Uh, not exactly who I thought he'd be wrestling at the pay-per-view, but it should be a pretty good match. Uh, we get the Gun Club versus the Factory. Big shows are on commentary. Uh, one of the Gun Kids picks up the win over QT Marshall while he's being distracted by Big Show, who is up at the announce uh, table. My God. Um, this was a struggle to get through. Uh, we get a Dan Lambert promo with Ethan um, Page and Scorpio Sky. Uh, I guess they're continuing to send these shots at Jim Cornette via Dan Lambert. I don't think it's hitting like they think it's hitting. Uh, and then the main event is uh, Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson. Malachi Black murders Brock Anderson, murders uh, Arn Anderson, and then very much so down the line, L Lee Johnson makes his way out to try and get a save. Um, next up, I would imagine we have uh, Malachi Black and Lee Johnson in a match probably next Wednesday or Friday. Uh, overall, solid week. I mean, when you get CM Punk on your roster and you have that moment, it's a great week. Uh, overall, outside of that moment, it was a solid week for them. They really, you know, you don't want to do too much when you already have such a, a good thing going for you. When we return, I will dive deep into SummerSlam, TakeOver, SmackDown, NXT, and of course, unfortunately, Raw.
right, we're going to start things with the SummerSlam go-home show for SmackDown. Um, I'm going to breeze right through it because there's not much happens. Um, Edge kicks things off with an incredible promo uh, for his match with Seth Rollins. It would have probably been the promo of the night if CM Punk hadn't returned. Uh, we get a Mysterio promo. Great shirt. Love the way that they flipped the Wu-Tang uh, logo. Uh, Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, and Jimmy Uso wrestle. Uh, Dominic is a liability in the match, causes a distraction. Same story that they've been running with. Solid opening match for the show. Uh, Broke-ass Baron Corbin comes out with the briefcase. We get Corbin versus KO in a rematch from last week. Uh, <clears throat> it's fine. Same thing that they did last week, pretty much. Except uh, mid-match, Big E comes out. Uh, Big E attacks Baron Corbin. We get them going back and forth, fighting for the briefcase. Uh, of course, uh, Corbin gets the win via DQ. Uh, Corbin runs off with the briefcase. This will lead to their match at SummerSlam. We get a Bianca Belair and Kayla Braxton interview. Here she talks about her match that's supposed to happen with Sasha Banks at SummerSlam. Also gives in to the fact that Zelina Vega and Carmella will be facing her tonight in two separate matches. Uh, they follow this up with Natalia and Tamina returning Natalia from that injury versus Shotzi and Knox in a champion contenders match yet again. It was basically the same match again. Shotzi and Knox pick up the win. Hopefully they can take those belts off them sooner rather than later. Uh, we get a Seth Rollins promo. Uh, going at Edge ahead of their match at SummerSlam. The Broods music hits. Edge appears on the Tron in a very emo, uh, vampire-esque manner. Uh, eventually, we get uh, Carrie-esque dumping of the blood on Seth. And this has to be the darkest blood that we've ever seen from a bloodbath in WWE. It was just looked pitch black. Uh, I'm not sure where they picked up this stuff from. Next up, we get Montez Ford versus Otis. Uh, Ford's out there kind of dressed like Apollo Creed. Uh, he's throwing those punches. Uh, it was a pretty good match. Uh, we got a tremendous back elbow from Otis. Uh, eventually, we see Dawkins truck uh, Chad Gable. Um, Otis just starts clobbering Tez. Uh, Otis picks up the win with a Vader bomb. I do like the way that they're going with him, uh, since making him kind of like a mean medicine guy. Uh, <clears throat> we get the debut of Boogs in ring. Um, it's him and Nakamura versus Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. Solid attack match. Uh, Boogs picks up the win uh, over Apollo. Uh, Bianca is um, facing Zelina Vega and Carmella. She picks up the win pretty easily on both uh, with a KOD. Uh, and then the show ends with Cena and Roman um, face to face. Roman changes the stakes of the SummerSlam match to if he loses the match, he will leave WWE permanently and then things get a little physical at the end and they uh they sold us on SummerSlam here so we'll roll right into SummerSlam no breaks um Baron Corbin versus Big E was the pre-show match solid match um <clears throat> Big E was over the crowd loves him I really like that Big E is coming into his own now as a solo star um Big E picks up the win and gets his briefcase back so we get the opening of the show. It's going to be AJ and Almost versus RK Bro. It was a solid opener, really set the tone. Riddle and Randy win the belts like many expected. Uh, I felt like Almost was really protected the whole time from looking weak at all, which is good. I hope that they continue to keep Almost very strong. Um, after this, we have Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie, and this is where the show starts to take this weird uh weird turn for me uh the match itself was terrible we had a weak way Bra uh bray wyatt chant um 
Alexa Bliss picked up the win after the match. Uh, Dewdrop hops on the mic and says, and the loser of the match, Eva Marie, and then puts on Eva Marie's robe and kind of um, hops and skips her way to the back. Very odd uh, ending to the match. Uh, Damien Priest for Sheamus is next. The crowd felt a little dead early on, but Sheamus and Priest really brought them back into it. Uh, things picked up. Uh, Priest goes off, uh, removing the face mask of Sheamus and just throwing some some shots at him uh, eventually priest hits the reckoning for the win and picks up his first uh title on the main roster uh the mysterios versus the usos usos re- retain the belts this match just felt very uh very disjointed uh, i just wasn't feeling it i feel like maybe we've gotten them too much um or they were really trying to sell the whole Dominic is a liability thing, and it just didn't work out the way that they thought it would. Um, I could have went with this on the pre-show and Corbin and Big E on the main show. Um, then they just sent out Boogs and Nakamura to get the crowd hyped. Uh, they played Nakamura's theme song. Um, yeah, it was, it was an odd... I mean, it got the crowd going, which was great. It was just odd how they did it. I thought we were getting an IC title match. Um, instead, we got Bianca versus what should have been Sasha Banks. They announced after Bianca got out there that Banks wouldn't be wrestling tonight. Uh, Carmella comes out. Uh, so we think it's these two when Becky Lynch's music hits and the place erupts. Um, Becky Lynch attacks Carmella and throws her out of the ring and then challenges Bianca to the match. She agrees. Becky Lynch ends up winning in 26 seconds. Uh, it was it was a decision they made it it was an odd one it just made the show feel deflated at the time um reading reports of people in the audience they said the whole crowd just kind of came out of it after that they're expecting bianca versus sasha a great match could have been a contender for match of the night and then they were given becky lynch versus bianca which many felt could have also been in the same caliber of match and then we just got a quick 26 seconds nothing um it took me out of drew versus gender not that i was going to be in there much anyway it was a quick match um made drew look good uh gender is off to something else now um honestly if it wasn't for charlotte working her ass off in that triple threat match i probably would have really really been taken out of it but Yep, Charlotte uh, did what Charlotte does. Uh, that match worked when I didn't think it was going to work um, really anymore. Uh, they did beat it down to death on Raw, but they beat everything down to death on Raw, so can't really take shots there. Uh, Charlotte does win, um, and this is where things kind of started picking back up for me. Uh, we got Edge versus Rollins. They gave Edge a brood entrance uh, into his normal one, which was incredible. Um this match was probably Edge's best match since his return. And this was a clear contender for match of the night. It probably was my favorite match of the night. Uh, they followed this up, of course, with the segment. Uh, Miz and Morrison out with some dripstick stuff. Eventually, Xavier Woods comes out uh, dressed like Scott Hall with a big dripstick 2000. Uh, allegedly, Xavier, um, I'm sorry, Kofi Kingston was supposed to also be a part of this. He is out of action, um, unable to compete. Uh, no word really yet on what it is that is ailing him, but he wasn't there. It still kind of was all right and felt like a closing 
to the drip stick. Uh, we got Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Um, I was kind of looking forward to this match. This match wasn't great. Um, there was it, was it ended on rough stoppage. Uh, Bobby wins, and then he goes after Goldberg's knee some more with the chair. The best part about this match came when uh, Goldberg's son Gage came out from the crowd and jumps on Bobby's back, uh, attacking him to save his father. And Bobby just utterly destroys him in a hurt locker, just flailing him around. It was incredible. Uh, shout out to Gage for. For, for selling it. Um, I'm not sure if he had to sell it or if Bobby actually just really locked that son of a bitch in, but the ending of it was actually really fun. Uh, the match itself was mediocre, and of course, uh, what many can describe as a once-in-a-lifetime matchup, we got John Cena versus Roman Reigns. The entire match was fantastic. There was great pacing to it. John and Roman both looked amazing. Roman picks up the win at the end, and as you think the show's over... Brock Lesnar returns, uh, looking like he sells coffee in Brooklyn. It was incredible. He's got a ponytail, a little beard. He came out there and he just he just sold it. It's gonna it's clearly gonna be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns going forward. Um, it was an incredible ending to SummerSlam, and uh, after the show ended, uh, reports were well, not reports. I saw it, um, video of it. He just uh, just gave John Cena a quick uh, once over, and uh, sent that man on his way uh, on his way home. Um, reports are that this is it for John Cena. He, he should be at the MSG show, but outside of that, they don't know when he will be back. Uh, we're gonna quick take a quick break when we return. We'll be talking NXT, uh, TakeOver, and uh, once again, we are holding off Raw to the very end, so if you want to stop there, you can, because it was terrible this week. Alright, we're back. We're going to start things over with TakeOver 36. We get a pre-show match. Uh, we get Budget Murphy versus Ridge Holland. Your typical squash match. Ridge Holland looked amazing. Uh, after the match, Holland cuts a promo on Timothy Thatcher for this coming week's NXT. Uh, we start things off with the million dollar title match. Uh, Ted DiBiase's out first, followed by Cameron Grimes. Uh, he starts to throw his butler clothes into a million dollar trash can. Uh, and has this million dollar tight uh, outfit on with a little vest. Out next is LA Knight. Uh, these two work their asses off. Uh, DiBiase uh, with some interference. And Grimes picks up the win. I would say this might this might have been their best match out of the three. Um, I really liked uh, the, the development with Cameron Grimes. Honestly, before this feud started, I was sour on both these guys. Wasn't interested on anything they had to offer. This feud did what it needed to do. And now I'm, I'm interested in both of them. I'm not sure how long that interest will continue. But for now, I'm interested in both of them. Uh, they follow things up with Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT uh, women's title. Uh, this was a much faster pace than I expected. Raquel was keeping up with Dakota the whole time, uh, just tossing her around. I really liked it. Uh, the Chiquita bomb off the second rope for the win. And um, I'm assuming we see Dakota Kai move on up, but I'm unsure. Uh, after the match, Kaylee Ray from NXT UK comes out and just kind of stares off in at uh, 
had a stare off, I should say, with Raquel Gonzalez. I'm assuming that's the match that they move forward with. Uh, Walter versus Dragunov is match of the year contender. This match was just pure violence. It was absolutely incredible. I personally think it was better than the first one, but you can't go wrong with either one. It was just great. Uh, Dragunov picks up the win and is now the new NXT UK champion. Uh, it's said that he's going to be splitting time between NXT and NXT UK. So um, I can't wait to watch that. I actually personally might start watching NXT UK just for more matches like this. Uh, we get a backstage promo with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase about winning the title. It was nice and fun. Uh, and now we get Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. It was a faster pace than I expected these two to work. I thought the match itself was just going to be kind of what we have become used to in NXT. The drawn out battle. um, A lot of false finishes. A lot of oh my gods. Um, We didn't get that. It was kind of, you know, nicely put together in in an enjoyable manner. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly picks up the first fall. Cole picks up the second fall. Um, before the third match starts, Cole goes off on Kyle O'Reilly's back, power bombing him onto the table. That table did not budge whatsoever. Then we get the, the steel cage match. Just Adam Cole is absolutely destroying Kyle O'Reilly. Eventually, he handcuffs Kyle O'Reilly to the ropes. Uh, and then, by chance, by luck, Kyle O'Reilly locks in a heel hook, and Adam Cole taps. Kyle O'Reilly wins, and he, I guess, wins the feud, if you will. Um, reports say that this was Adam Cole's last NXT ma- um, match show, regardless of if he signs or doesn't sign. So Kyle O'Reilly picking up the win was expected. I kind of like the idea of handcuffing someone, because that, that's always been the, oh, that's it, and him actually winning. That was a nice touch. I liked the match a lot. It was probably the second best match of the night. Uh, we get a Dragon Off promo in the back. Um, a Legato Del Fantasmo promo um, on Hit Row. Um, they're going to have a six-man tag match on NXT on Tuesday. And finally, things finish off with Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. It was a very enjoyable match. Uh, it went a little long. You could tell Joe hasn't wrestled in a year. Uh, he picks up the win via the Muscle Buster. Overall, pretty decent NXT TakeOver show. I enjoyed it. Um, I know we're kind of going to hit a reset in somewhat, as according to reports. Uh, this NXT uh, show on Tuesday did not have any reset to it. It felt like the same NXT that we've come to expect. Uh, Cameron Grimes starts things off. Uh, with Ted DiBiase, they arrive via limo, then they're in the ring, um, just celebrating the title win, shooting money out, it's just an overall nice celebration, uh, we get Ridge Holland versus Timothy Thatcher, a uh, decent amount of violence here, uh, I can't say, I um, I expected any less, uh, I think after this past couple weeks, with Dragunov wrestling Roderick Strong, Pete Dunne, and then the Walter Dragunov match. We've come to expect a little bit more violence in some of these matches. But overall, it's back to the kind of NXT level of violence that we've come to expect. Um, Pete Dunne and Ciampa uh, go after one another. And um, yeah, Holland picks up the win. Uh, we get the return of Danny Burch and Oni Larkin. 
uh, and it's four or two. Um, they just basically beat down Timothy Thatcher and Ciampa uh, as best as they can. Uh, we now get a uh, Carmella Hayes sit down um, just ahead of his finals match later on. Uh, an index segment, they announced that the wedding is going to be September 14th. Um, I'm waiting for Dexter Loomis to send me my personal invite. I'm hoping for a groomsman spot, but I doubt it. Um, we get Caden Carter and Casey, um, the TikTok tag team, as they're now being described, versus JC Jane and GG Dolan. Uh, Carter and Casey get the win. I was a little shocked myself. Um, they start demanding the belts. Uh, I think we're all kind of curious where those tag team belts are. Since Io and Zoe have won them, they have not been defended, and I think that was sometime in July. Uh, we get a Raquel promo that is interrupted by Frankie Monet and her crew of losers. Um, I guess we're going to see Frankie Monet face off against Raquel on a coming um, NXT show. Uh, we get a Kylie Ray, a Kylie Lee Ray, I should say, uh, vignette. Um, Odyssey Jones promo about his match coming up. Um, Kaylee Ray faces off against some jobber. She murders the poor girl. Uh, Samoa Joe arrives. Um, we get a JCGG segment where Mandy kind of calls the, her, the girls over and says, hey, if you guys don't want to lose like that again, you know, come my way. And you know what? In that dress, I, I understand. Uh, Joe comes out. He spits some bars, some pure poetry. You gotta love it. A man with violence and the ability to rhyme like that. It's just... Samoa Joe is my favorite American poet. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Pete Dunn comes out, kind of challenges Joe. Uh, that's followed up by L.A. Knight. Then Kyle O'Reilly. Then Ridge Holland attacks Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, and then Ciampa attacks Pete Dunn. It's just bedlam. Um, I like the idea that I like that the uh, NXT title picture is kind of uh, going to be a little bit of a survival of the fittest. Who is going to outviolence the other one? I uh, I'm enjoying that, and if, and if that's the new NXT, that's the new NXT, and I'm I'm happy with it. Um, Cameron Grimes then gives back the title. Uh, Ted Ted DiBiase is like, no, you deserve it, and gives him back a fake. And uh, Cameron Grimes laughs. So I guess the uh, million Dollar title is now officially gone and was just used for the feud. Uh, we see Duke Hudson in the back kind of mocks Kyle O'Reilly and a brawl ensues. Uh, I'm assuming next NXT TakeOver we see Duke Hudson versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, we get the finals in the breakout tournament. Odyssey Jones versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Hayes picks up the win with a roll-up. Um, cuts a promo at the end. Overall, I thought the right man won. I think both guys have a pretty good future in NXT. Uh, the crazy lads cut a promo on all the guys that have wronged them. Uh, Birch and Oni demand uh, the tag team title, so hopefully we get a kind of a feud with MSK about that. Um, and then Kyle O'Reilly and Rich Holland seems like that build, and uh, Pete Dunne and Samoa Joe. Uh, we get a, uh, a Taya Shan promo. It's going to be Zion Quinn versus Boa. Uh, Zion Quinn picks up the win in a match that no one, even the uh, the announcer, seems kind of shocked that it happened. Um, I'm not sure where any of this goes here. It kind of felt like a throwaway thing, but we'll see. Uh, Gargano's in Regal's office, demanding him to call off the wedding. Regal says, love is love, and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to happen. LA Knight interrupts, and they kick uh, Regal kicks both of them out. We get a Diamond Mine segment. Um, they're working out with some new guys. 
Uh, it's nice. Next week's going to be an open challenge for Roderick Strong. Uh, and now we finally get the main event. Hit Row versus Legada del Fantasma. Uh, Santos picks up the win with help from Electra Lopez, who attacked B. Fab at the end. Overall, I really did like this 3 and 3 and I like the new wrinkle that they have added a female to Legato. Um, the, 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 the suit jacket and taking out the pipe and whacking B. Fab was hilarious to me, too. Um, but I, I like Electra Lopez here with them. Um, yeah, so if this is the direction of NXT going forward... Um, and it's just a little bit more violent, less like flippy flippy. You know what? I'm not going to complain. Uh, and when I return, I will now speak about Raw and the torture it was to uh, to get through it. But don't worry, Karrion Cross was there, and he was he was dressed like something. All right, because we got to do it. The Monday Night Raw breakdown. Things start off with Bobby Lashley, MVP. They go on and off about Goldberg for a while. Damian Priest comes out and calls them out for being basically a bully. Uh, Priest challenges Bobby to a match tonight. Uh, Lashley takes a cheap shot at Damian. Priest bounces back. Bobby goes to the back and gets changed and comes out. We got Bobby Lashley versus Damian Priest. On paper, sounds great. Unfortunately, Sheamus comes out within minutes of the match and attacks Priest, which then leads to Drew McIntyre making the save for Priest. Drew hits an awkward belly-to-belly suplex on uh, Lashley. The match uh, the match turns into a tag team match. Uh, Teddy Long, still, still here and proud, basically. Drew and Damian versus Sheamus and Bobby. The match was fine. Uh, Lashley leaves at the end and lets Sheamus fend for himself. Drew hits a Claymore for the win. Uh, Priest and Bobby have a stare down at the end. If you're going to make Damian Priest the next challenger for the title, why why put the U.S. title on him? I just, I'm not sure what the end game there is. Uh, we get uh, a Dewdrop promo on Eva Marie. Midway through the promo, Eva Marie attacks her. Uh, next week on Raw, we will be getting Dewdrop versus Eva Marie. Um, for the next couple weeks, we'll probably be getting Dewdrop versus Eva Marie. Uh, yeah, and here's uh, here's the moment the internet was talking about. Uh, Karrion Cross's uh, post-NXT title debut uh, on Raw. This man is dripped up in his best gimp outfit, looking like he's ready for that sex party, or maybe he's ready for like a Mad Max cosplay. I'm not sure which one. It looks utterly ridiculous. Uh, we get Cross versus Ricochet. I'm not sure why they fed him Ricochet right off the bat, but they did. Quick match. Cross wins pretty easily. Uh, we get uh, a Baron Corbin, Big E, Logan Paul like segment from SummerSlam that was a uh, an exclusive online only. Uh, it's kind of leading to the Logan Paul appearance tonight on Raw. We see Logan Paul backstage with the Viking Raiders. Uh, the Viking Raiders are kind of giving Logan Paul some of their merch. Uh, it'd be awesome if he wore that somewhere so the viking raiders could uh could you know sell some shirts because they're certainly not wrestling these days uh we get a sheamus and bobby segment uh when we return from commercial break sheamus is basically coming at uh bobby lashley so who knows maybe this will be the uh the feud 
going onward. Who knows? Uh, we get a Moist TV uh, segment with Logan Paul. You can't hear a single word Logan Paul is saying because the crowd is absolutely destroying him. Um, just utterly just going going after this man. Uh, Miz eventually interrupts. Uh, we get uh, Miz kind of taking cheap shots. Miz asks Logan uh, what round his brother will get knocked out in. Things get heated between Logan and Miz. Um, Morrison starts making jokes. Things turn into a squabble with Miz and Morrison. And Logan Paul heads to the back. Uh, before he gets backstage, he meets up with Xavier Woods. And they kind of dap it up. We're going to get Xavier Woods versus Miz. Uh, this was a solid match with uh, Woods picking up the win. Uh, they tease the split between Morrison and Miz. And then they just start uh, playing with the crowd with the dripsticks. Uh, eventually... Miz goes after um, Morrison and just starts pummeling the guy. Uh, we get a Nikki A.S.H. Uh, Rhea Ripley promo in the back about being partners against Nia Jax and Shayna. Uh, it's followed up with a Reggie 24-7 segment where Reggie gives R-Truth and Tozawa some ice cream to distract them and then just flips his way all the way around before stealing an ice cream truck and uh, basically probably now being wanted by the police. Uh, an RK Bro promo in the back. You know, same Randy and Riddle stuff. Uh, Jinder with his crew versus Mansoor with Ali. Uh, Mansoor tells Ali he wants to win the right way. Uh, Jinder gets DQ'd for not breaking count and just delivers some boots to uh, Mansoor's face. Ali eventually hops in the ring and kind of tells him, I told you. Uh, we get a Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest segment. Basically, they're going to go out drinking tonight uh, once Drew puts on some pants. Uh, Charlotte Flair is in the ring. She starts cutting a promo uh, just about how great she is, uh, about the second revolution for women. Uh, it's a solid promo. She closes it out, and then Alexa Bliss's music plays. Uh, she comes out, and all she said was uh, Lily and her wanted to say hi, and it ends. It was a very odd segment. Uh, well, the ending was a very odd segment. Uh, we get Nia Jax and Shayna backstage. Uh, Shayna's kind of complaining about Nia teaming up with Charlotte last week. They say, don't worry about that. Things will go over smooth this week. Uh, we get an Elias vignette. Uh, he's finished burying himself. Uh, he planted a tree. And now he has a fancy uh, fancy little hat. Um, yeah, so curious what next week brings. We get the tag team match with Nikki A.S.H., Rhea Ripley versus Shayna and Nia. A lot of miscues between Jax and Baylor. Uh, Baszler. Um, Rhea Ripley and uh, Nikki pick up the win. Uh, we get a Morrison promo where he's a little bit more serious than he has been previously. Uh, he wants Miz next week. They confirm next week John Morrison versus Miz. Uh, we get the Riddle and uh, Randy Orton celebration segment. Uh, Riddle gets Orton a scooter. Eventually, Styles and Amos come out and try to cause a rift between the two. Uh, Styles says he'll continue to go after them until he gets the rematch for the tag team titles. So we get Riddle versus Styles. I think we're on 20. Nothing here is different from the other 20 matches that they've had. Uh, Randy uh, attacks almost with the scooter that Riddle got him to give Riddle the win via distraction and the bro Derek. Uh, Orton hits Styles with an RKO when he tries to sneak Riddle, which I assume is the gift that he got Riddle. Overall, Raw was Raw. The show's over. Uh, that's it for the week in wrestling. A lot we've talked about. We're hitting the 40-minute mark now. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. It's been a great 13 weeks so far. Hoping for another 13 weeks. I know 13 is an unlucky number. 
Um, if you hear me at all throughout the say WrestleMania and Sunday SummerSlam, that was the 13 uh, curse that I got. I uh, I kept calling it WrestleMania. I have re-recorded, but there probably are a couple spots where I still said it because my brain is uh, you know mush from watching so much wrestling. Um, like always, guys, have a great week and don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media, mainly Twitter at Three Sec Tan at uh, fired up podcast at Daniel Soden um, at the Daily Smart, the one stop shop. I like that saying. Uh, have a good weekend, guys. <laughs>